Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ah! Wake me up! Free me from this! Wake me up when it's all over. That wake up guy was trouble. Yo, get out of bed! What are you doing? You're late! You're late! You're late! I'm wide awake! Now waking you up from the palatial Bob and Cherry Studios, it's Bob and Cherry. Oh, happy Friday. I'm so glad that it is the weekend so that tomorrow I can sleep a little bit later because I am on 24-hour call. Um, we got the People's Movie Critic coming up with Jason Statham in The Beekeeper. Looking very forward to that, Lamar. And uh, I almost was late today. I was almost late getting to the show. I almost missed the opening because we had a little incident this morning. So my husband, who is recovering from his um, extreme, insane uh, ortho surgery, which has taken his whole left leg out of commission for all of 2024, and he can't put any weight on it until, let's see, January, February, March, maybe the beginning of April. So mm. to keep himself from going insane, we set him up. Um, we set up a little table by the couch with all of his art supplies. So he's got his sketchbooks and his paints and jars of water and brushes and paint markers and knives and all the things that he could possibly use. And he's just playing like he's doing like quick studies and sketches and that sort of thing. So he had a palette out with globs of paint on it. So he makes these palettes and he puts the globs of paint on them and then uh, he sets it on the table and then he works on it from there. And so he had, he had his paint palette out because he, he doesn't sleep well, surprisingly. And so he's up, you know, way, way, way early. So he got his paint palette all set up. And um, Miss Esme, the cat, ran across it and left cat paint paw prints on the couch. <gasps> oh, no. The table. Oh, not on the couch. Oh. The, the closed top of the laptop. Um, a pillow. Now, here's the good news. It's acrylic paint, and I was able to um, get it. Like, it didn't – I was able to get all the – well, I, I think I got all of it up because somehow this small elderly cat, after she walked in the paint and, and Kevin let out a yelp and I screamed, she managed to – I can't even tell you how much uh, real estate that animal covered with that paint <laughs> on her paws. 
<laughs> so awful. I, I didn't know she could still move that fast. I was like, wow, girl, you still got it. Look at you. You're ancient, <laughs> but you still got the fire. And so the, um, it was a sort of, he was working on like a, um, a quick landscape study. So it was a lot of like, like orangey, ochery golds and grays and stuff. <laughs> Easy to spot. Easy to spot. So I think, um, I got it all. And of course he, he's, he's lying there like a bug that's been flipped over on its back, just waving its legs. He can't do anything. So, and, and, and I don't want to make like a big to do of it. Right. You don't, you don't want to be like, Oh my God, there's pain because it, it doesn't help anything. You know, it doesn't, right. it's not his, it was an accident. It's not his fault. And it's not the cat's fault. It's nobody's fault. So, but it's very hard. I promise you when you're not quite all the way like alert, because it's dark out and it's it's technically for other people, it's kind of still the middle of the night, you know? And so I'm like, Oh, it's nothing, no big deal. And I've got like the flashlight on my phone looking like, is that a paw print or is that part of the pattern of that blanket? Like just great, crazy. And so what I probably should be doing you guys is keeping, um, a a home health uh, recovery journal. So that we can look back on these days and laugh. Yes. Yeah, and then you could sell yeah, it in the Bob and Sherry right store. Yeah, yeah, you could sell it. You could make money off of his pain. And you know that's what a lot of women want to do. Yes. Yes. Hey, it would be what a win. And I think I could even sell him on that. Babe, we're going to make some yeah. money off of your suffering. Yeah. But I, what right. I what I don't want to do is I don't want to I don't want to forget these magical moments that we're enjoying together in our second honeymoon. Because Actually, you just don't want him to forget them. That's that's the uh, reality. <laughs> yeah, because you're not. You know what you're he, not going to. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so let me tell you what he told me um, last night. So after happy hour and everything, I was like, you know, we need to. I know you want to take a shower, so let's um, let's get John in there. And it's very important when you're taking care of your uh, love that you at no time, like become like you don't get an attitude like this person is um helpless because that takes the sexy off of everything right right so i'm like all right come on i'm gonna get in there with you we're gonna we're gonna make a night of it i'm scrubbing him down the shower (laughs) and he said to me he goes i really appreciate this and you know someday if i if like if i have to change your diapers i'm gonna do it and i was like you better stop with this sexy talk mister yeah, yeah. Because that leg ain't ready, okay? Right, that's right. That's, do not be coming on to me with that kind of sexiness. What a player. Because your mouth is writing a check your leg can't cash. So there you go, everybody. Straight ahead, Richard Simmons, played by Paulie Shore. You betcha. That's next. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. We want to recognize teachers who are working tirelessly to motivate and educate their students. Nominate a teacher to win a Florida vacation by going to the contest tab at bobandsherry.com. We'll pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Show your appreciation for a deserving teacher. Nominate them at bobandsherry.com. When I first heard 
that Polly Shore was playing Richard Simmons in a movie. I was like, wait, what? But then, seriously, guys, then the more I sat with it, the more sense it made. And the more I thought, huh, wouldn't it be the damnedest thing if playing Richard Simmons is the thing that finally, after decades of disrespect and mockery, playing Richard Simmons is the thing that gives Pauly Shore serious yeah. credibility and like the biggest success of his career thoughts. I never knew what to make out of Pauly Shore. Uh, here's where the disrespect began. His mother, Mitzi Shore, was a renowned, um, she owned a nightclub. And um, I didn't think the stand-up act was particularly funny. And I didn't really like him as an actor. So I had nothing. When I heard that he was going to play Richard Simmons, like you, I thought, okay, this is a chance to hit the ball out of the park because I can see him physically doing it. Well, that's why a lot of people kept saying how much he looked like Richard Simmons. And he's like, you should play Richard Simmons. And he goes, okay. And so it's, it's, it's supposed to premiere on uh, YouTube. And I have, it, a little, I have a little sound from it. Yeah. Okay. What's my first rule? Like yourself. Your weight doesn't matter. If you like yourself, you're going to be fine. But I've been where you are right now. And where I'm right now is I just love myself. Every part of myself. And I think I can show you how to get here. Please welcome Richard. It's called the court jester. And uh, apparently uh, Richard's not down with it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, is he not down with it? Uh -uh. No, he's not. Because it feels... It feels like an invasion of his life or he doesn't like the casting or, or what? You know, I, I really don't know why. I think that the, the, the official word on it is there is a time that Richard's story needs to be told and this is not it. And this is not the way. So I, 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 think, have, I have no idea where his life is right now. And I think a he, lot of people are in the very same private. place. He retired. Yeah. Extremely private. He yeah. retired. But, but there were rumors that somebody was controlling him and he was being abused and you know, then he said no, but it was never clearly answered. I, 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 I tell you, one of the most bizarre moments I ever had with Sherry was we were in the old studio at the old station. You know, the studio with all the asbestos <laughs> that we were in for years? Yeah. It was the garbage. That, it was, yeah. Yeah. That garbage, asbestos in the walls and horrible. We looked through the window out to the hall and there is Richard Simmons with that outfit on <laughs> the tank top and, and the, yeah. and the uh, shiny shorts. It was Richard Simmons. He was going to do a TV thing. And he waved to us. And then all of a sudden, he went he went uh, to the ground, evidently. And he put his legs in the air and started twirling them around. So we couldn't see his face, just his legs. It was just bizarre. And then we brought him in. And he was Richard Simmons. He, he was yeah. very gracious and entertaining. But still bizarre. So um, Lamar had some information about Pauly Shore that I had not heard. He proposed to do Barrymore? Yeah, it's been a couple of months ago. He went on the show, and uh, they were talking. They've been friends. They've been friends forever. I mean, uh, he's like 
early 50s. She's 48. They were childhood. He's 55. Uh, they were childhood friends. And he said, we're both kind of similar in upbringing. So there's a, you know, a relatability there. And I just think she's adorable. And, you know, and so he comes on the show and <laughs> I, I have the sound. Well, Put it on. I want you to find that friend yeah. and companion that you never have sex with yeah. and that you walk the dog and eat and hang out and yeah. like think of your as well maybe occasional sex but have the best friendship with you you guys have been noticing how drew has been uh, really appreciative of my mother correct yes yes good can you give it up for that yeah yes to Missy Shore, one of my well. personal <laughs> idols well drew what, wait wait stay down there oh okay stay down there what Drew doesn't know is that my mother was not happy when you married Tom Green. Oh. I'm, Why okay. are you laughing? What's up? <laughs> and she said to me, she goes, Polly, Drew should marry you. That's how Missy felt? And, no, that's how I feel too. <laughs> and that's why I came here tonight on this glorious night to present you with a ring. Are you I, proposing, Paul? I duly wed. Mine as well, right? I mean... <laughs> it is the that most is so ridiculous bizarre. piece of costume so jewelry. Really? Yeah. I, I, she didn't say yes. That was a good thing. She didn't say no, but she didn't say yes. Yeah, she didn't say yes, yeah. Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you morons. Morons in the news with Bob and Sherry. This is quite a story. A man in Sulphur Springs, Texas, is in jail after authorities said he stole a Lamborghini and then hid the Lamborghini supercar in his own garage. However, the thief made one critical error, which was his ultimate downfall. The Lamborghini was reportedly stolen from a private party in Houston, but the owner had a plan for such a situation. After activating a GPS tractor, a tracker, he was able to pinpoint the vehicle's location in Sulphur Springs. Standing outside the garage, where the tracker indicated the Lamborghini was being kept, the owner was able to use his fob to activate the horn and the lights confirming that it was, in fact, inside this garage. Police called the resident of the house, 34-year-old Everett Van Jennings, but Everett said that he was out of town and unable to return to his house. With the evidence, police were able to obtain a search warrant, finding that Jennings, in fact, wasn't home. Not only did they confirm the stolen Lamborghini was in the garage, they found two other stolen rides, along with considerable evidence of VIN swapping equipment. I didn't know there was such a thing. He even got busy on the Lambo, allegedly swapping its VIN plates for ones for another Lamborghini that he was going to attempt to sell. So the bottom line is, I just love that this guy had that fob and, and was making that noise, proving that that was indeed his car. And the other interesting thing about this moron was the neighborhood was just kind of a, you know, regular middle-class neighborhood. If you're pulling up with Lamborghinis and putting them in your garage, how much is a Lamborghini, top of your head? 
150,000, something like that in that neighborhood. Right. So in in that neighborhood, that car is probably worth half of what the the house is worth, at least. And uh, so people were getting suspicious. But, you know, people say, well, that's none of my business. Just, you know, I'm going to go about my day. Anyway, they got the guy. He is in jail. And uh, it's funny that a guy who would go through all of that to steal the car, you know, changing the VINs and all of that, wouldn't realize that the owner would have a tracking device. Even I know that car like that always has that now what what you just said made me so sad you just we're talking about a moron and morons in the news and you were like even i know that have more self-esteem than that please well i'm working on it i'm trying (laughs) lamar wheeler county texas a large amount of cash was found inside a rich cracker box hidden under a car during a traffic stop The deputies made a traffic stop, and a canine officer alerted the odor of narcotics coming from the car. Deputies crawled under the car where they found a black bag in a natural void up under the vehicle. Inside the bag was a rich cracker box containing a large amount of cash. The sheriff's office determined the cash is the proceeds from the sale and distribution of illegal drugs. Christian Zatarino Bueno and Eric Conceros were arrested, and once Wheeler County deputies found cocaine in their possession, they were charged with money laundering, possession of a controlled substance, and a prohibitive substance in a correctional facility. Evidently, not everything is better on a wrist. (laughs) Good cracker. Good cracker. And finally, in Morons in the News... If you are walking your dog in Italy, in the city of Rome, you better have a bag and you better scoop it up because they are using DNA tests to identify who is not scooping up after their dog. They are building a dog DNA registration database. It's up and running and they have special street cleaners and health officials who will collect your abandoned dog droppings have it genetically tested, and then trace it back to you, the owner, who will be facing a fine of anywhere from 50 bucks to $540. So in this province, in this province, you must register your dog. And they've already registered 40,000 dogs. 40,000 yeah, of them. good. You know, if I went into uh, police work, if I went into police work, that would be the job I'd be assigned. That's what they give you. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, you know, though, now that you've figured out about the Lamborghini key fobs, a a promotion is possible. Yeah, You're working your way up. (laughs) Right. Before they began registering these dogs, the cops would catch maybe three people every few months. Now they're catching everybody. So grab that bag and get ready to scoop because this this is coming to a town near you. All right. That is Morons in the News, the People's Movie Critic coming up with Jason Statham in The Beekeeper. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So I get up before my wife, Mary, and I use my phone to um, awaken myself and I got up before I had to get up and left and came into my studio and I left the phone in the bedroom. And so, and I don't, and I don't have my Apple watch because it wasn't charged. So 
the alarm went off and she's still sleeping and she's texting me. Could you please turn off your phone alarm? But I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting it because the phone's in the bedroom and the Apple Watch is in the bathroom. And I'm, I'm in there. So, I mean, the bot- bottom line here is I pissed off my wife as she woke up. That is, and you weren't even in the room. Man, that I wasn't is even skill. in the room. You know, this is going to be a great day. This is going to be a great day. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a great day. And so, you know how it is when you do something like that. So she got up and she turned it off and she knows that I'm, you know, I'm working. I'm getting ready to do the show and she didn't say anything. And then I go into the uh, other room and I get the phone and I see the text. Could you please turn it off? And I see the time. And she's in she's in the uh, TV room where she goes in the morning with a cup of coffee before she goes to work. And I said, good morning, Mrs. Lacey. And it's that moment where the day's going to go good or bad. You know, <laughs> how she responds is good. It's going to be good or bad. And here's what I got back. I went, good morning, Mrs. Lacey. And she went, hmm. And that was it. <laughs> As a husband, you have a choice. You can try to draw it out of her, right? Which is what I, I generally try to do to get it over with. Or you can, you can retreat back up. quietly yeah. and, and just go about your own business. And that's what I've done. I retreated I think you quietly. made the right call. Yeah. Do you think so? I think I, I do. Did. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. There's, hey, there's so much to remember, you know. I mean, you can't remember everything. It's uh it's Bob and Sherry. The People's Movie Critic Review on Bob and Sherry is sponsored by Tide. Washing your clothes with Tide on cold cleans great and provides savings for your wallet and the environment. It's time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Jason Statham in The Beekeeper. All right, this is a Jason Statham movie. And that's really all that needs to be said. Because if you are a fan, and surprise, I am, then you'll go see it. If you can take or leave Jason Statham, you'll wait for it to stream, and then you'll probably watch it. If you hate Jason Statham, you've already quit listening to me. I'll catch you on the next movie review, okay? (laughs) Adam Clay... (laughs) Adam Clay, who is played by Jason Statham, is a beekeeper. He's living out in the country in a farmhouse. He's rented from a retired school teacher, played by Felicia Rashad. Uh, She knows little about him, but he has helped her get her place in shape, and she's been extremely nice to him. He says multiple times during the movie that she was the only person who ever took care of him. And she gets tricked by a fishing scam and not only loses all of her retirement money, but also a large fund that she manages that helps children. This is when we learn that Adam Clay is retired from an off-the-book secret organization called the Beekeepers. They operate outside the government and the law to make sure that the hive, a.k.a. our country, maintains a balance. There's a lot of facts about bees and correlations with how our country is like a beehive, but just go with it, okay? It's all right. The beekeeper, he is the badass, okay? He decides to right the wrongs that were done to his landlord, and he discovers that his fishing scam traces all the way back to the top levels of our government. Like John Wick, 
he is determined to kill his way to that level. Now, the movie's a really fast hour and 45 minutes. It's rated R for strong violence from start to finish, uh, language, and some sexual references and drug use. The main villain is Derek, who's played by Josh Hutcherson, and he's an obnoxious, self-important scammer who runs this huge organization that cheats old people out of their money. This Hmm. is the perfect villain for the audience to hate. There's nobody watching this that doesn't hate the idea of scammers cheating old people. Okay, so he's perfect. And when he is told a beekeeper is after him, this is another John Wick moment. That moment that Vigo told his son, Lucifer about the Baba Yaga. Uh, he explained to what John Wick was. Only this time, the head of security is played by Jeremy Irons, and he's telling this guy what he's done. This is definitely a revenge movie. And if you're going to copy a revenge movie, you might as well copy the best of the best, John Wick. It, it, it's not as cool and stylish and amazing as John Wick, but the action is wide open. And because, just like Keanu Reeves, Jason Statham does his own stunts in an action movie, that really makes a big difference. We don't know the beekeeper's background, who he was, or how he came to be a beekeeper. That leaves possible fodder for another movie. In fact, there are quite a few things in this movie that point to the possibility of a franchise if this one does well. And hey, if that's the case, count me in. This is way better than the Expendables deal that he's been tied in with for the last few years. Listen, when you go to this, you know what to expect, and Jason Statham, he delivers. My score on this is four solid Budweiser's. I enjoyed every right. minute. I love it. So, violence, so violence, violence. This, this guy basically has his own license to kill. That's, basically. That's basically yes. what he's got. Basically, yes. Yeah. And he yeah. uses it. Oh. He uses it. Man, what is better during the cold months when you, you can't get out than a four-bud Jason Stata movie? Woo, I will take it. All right, we got more straight ahead, including comedian Alex Valuto. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So one of my um, new favorite memes that's making the rounds, I've seen it everywhere from Instagram to threads to Facebook to Twitter slash X. It goes like this. You're 22 years old. You should know how to do your taxes by now. And the answer is, but wait, let me tell you that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It made me laugh so hard because it's true. Like, I didn't learn. I didn't have a single practical class in school. I mean, I did learn keyboarding. You know, I learned how to, like, type and use a computer. But beyond that, like, I didn't get to take woodshop. We didn't have home ec. We didn't. We certainly didn't have a class called basic life skills where they taught you anything. And I was just reminded of how serious that is because we had an insurance issue with my daughter, Olivia, and her doctor. And I'm like, well, honey, just call the number on the back of the card. That didn't get anywhere. It was so confusing that I ended up getting on the phone with the doctor. And I said to the doctor, because the question was, deductible, cope, I don't know. It was so confusing. And I said, let me pull up the insurance website and I'll read you what the words say. You deal with this every day, so you'll understand. You'll know exactly what this means. So I read, I read it. There's a pause and she goes, oh, I have no idea what that means. I have no, no idea no. what that means. And I was like, well, do you think that there's somebody who does? 
And she said, I hope so, but it's not me. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even, it, it's written in such a way that basically goes like this. Hey there, your premiums are sky high and your deductible is obscene, but you may or may not have coverage. Who can say? It's like a fortune cookie, right? So I, I realized that I have to sit down with my kids and walk them through the health insurance website. Yeah. Not because I understand it, but because they're going to have to find their own way to be bewildered by it. And the, the amount of adult, like basic knowledge that they don't have and that I really wasn't equipped to teach them. I mean, clearly their doctor and I didn't understand this. So over the holidays, I've been talking a lot to my girls about, because they're getting older now, and I've been talking to them a lot about you have to be really careful with credit cards and you have to, you have to save, even if it's only $10, like you have to get in the habit of thinking about, you know, what's coming down the road. And so we're talking and talking and Olivia's like, well, do you think you could explain compounding and trust? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And as I start to explain compounding interest, I realize her eyes are glazing over. And I even tried like compounding interest. That's when um, money plus time equals, I could see that it didn't get anywhere. So I was like, okay, all right, here's how compounding interest works. We go to the pet store and you get two hamsters and you, they're both girls, right? So you name them, you know, Betsy and Susie and you put them in the habit trail and everything's fine until one day you look up and there are suddenly like six more hamsters because it turns out that Susie or Betsy were not both girls. So now without doing anything, you didn't spend any more money. You didn't go to the pet store with no effort on your part. Two hamsters turned into eight hamsters. And the more you leave those eight hamsters alone, a whole bunch of them are going to start having babies. And that eight hamsters will become 20 hamsters and then 40 hamsters and then 60 hamsters. And before you know it, you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of hamsters. And you didn't do anything except leave the hamsters alone and let time work its magic. And you're not going to, you're not going to think like, oh, I know better than these hamsters how to make even more hamsters and put your hands in the cage and start thinking, well, maybe this hamster plus this hamster will make more hamsters. That's called day trading and people get in trouble with that. And you're also not going to go, oh my God, I have 200 hamsters. I'm going to sell them all and buy myself a new guitar. No, you're not going to do that because then you've got a guitar, but you got you don't have any more hamsters. And the more hamsters you have, the more hamsters they'll make if you leave them alone and just give it time. And I think that's long, great. I think you did a good job. The yeah, I, I think pause. you could do a, do a do a uh, a school a school teaching situation with that. I really did. Oh my god, the longest like pause. It. And my daughter's like. Um, okay. So like in the future, I have to pretend that my savings are hamsters. And I was like, <laughs> basically, yes. Like you have to pretend they're hamsters. And then we talked a little bit about like, what is a 401k and what is an IRA and what is a Roth IRA and how does social security work? Social security because, you know, both my girls have been working since they were teenagers and they've seen social security come out of their checks. And I'm like, that's when and the government sneaks into your house at night 
take some hamsters. And you can't prevent them. It's man. It's the law that the government gets to take some hamsters. And they take some hamsters and they put them in a box and they shove it aside and they keep taking more hamsters, more and more. And the more money you make, the more hamsters they take, but only up to a point. Because after a certain point, um, really super duper rich people, they don't have to give the government any more hamsters. It's like a giant racket. Hashtag eat the rich. But those hamsters <laughs> that the government has taken from you and are stockpiling, Forget about it. They're going to be there for you someday when you really need them. Except every four years, some Yahoo politician is going to bang on about how those hamsters are your entitlements and not your hamsters that you work for. And they're going to say that they have to get rid of your hamsters, leaving you to die starving and hamsterless in your old age. <laughs> I and, think that that was a very good explanation. And I just read an article that said... If Americans were not forced, and it, this is nothing to do with Social Security, but you, you could tie it in. If they were not forced to save into a 401k, in other words, they never see it, that, that 20 bucks a week or 200 bucks a week, whatever it is, they will not save it. If it all came to them, they will not take it themselves and put it in a bank. It's got to be taken out of the check or they'll end because. up with very little. It's human nature. It's human nature, and for a lot of folks, if the government doesn't take the hamsters, we're going to have to grill them and eat them because we're not making enough money to pay the yeah. bills every month. So it's, it's a giant mess, and it all ended with with this. Uh, I guess I should Google like how money works. Oh, it works like hamsters. And this is what happens yeah. when, mommy, when mommy has a liberal arts background. Comedian Alex <laughs> Valudo is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Kohl's. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com today. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Alex Valuto. I don't care about getting my identity stolen. I don't care. I'd be curious to see what someone could do with my identity <laughs> if they weren't burdened by my personality. <laughs> They should have to steal the personality with the identity. <laughs> Make me feel better. I'd be like, yeah, they got my credit card, but I know they're not making eye contact with anyone. <laughs> yeah. Very awkward person. The problem I've found with being awkward is not that you don't know when you're being awkward. You know. <laughs> It's just that your brain gives you no better options. <laughs> I am so jealous of stupid people. <laughs> Have you seen them? They look so happy. They'll just leave a train wreck of a conversation they just had with this face like, I totally nailed that. <laughs> and they didn't. And I know exactly how badly I'm doing at all times, and I can't stop it from happening. <laughs> like, have you done this? I do this all the time. Have you been telling someone a story, and you realize in the middle of the story that you're like, oh no, the end of this story is not interesting at all. <laughs> and you finish telling the story, your friend has anticipation in their eyes, and you know you have nothing. <laughs> gonna have to apologize for speaking at the end of this. Like, I'm sorry, I thought that story was going somewhere myself. I'll get back to you. 
My friend told me a story about how he went to a restaurant and the waiter had to give someone the Heimlich maneuver. It was a crazy story. So I started telling him my story about how I went to a restaurant. And in the middle of telling it, I realized that the grand finale to my story was basically, I had a waiter also one time. <laughs> about identity theft. I think it's interesting the things we use to protect our identity. Like, sometimes you just use your name and birthday. I'm like, well, I don't know why you use the birthday. It's supposed to be like a happy day, but whenever you go to the doctor to get your testosterone test results back, <laughs> this is just a random example. <laughs> Say you went in for a previous testosterone test and your results came back just shockingly low. So, gotta go in for a follow-up. Just hoping against hope you don't have to take drugs to stay your own gender. Just fingers crossed that you're not a woman who identifies as a man trapped in a man's body. It's way too confusing even to explain to yourself. That's sensitive information. You wouldn't want that to get out there. Especially to a group of people you don't know and certainly millions of people who will view this on the internet. And all they ask you to verify that you are who you are is your name and birthday. And like, I tell Baskin Robbins that every year free pint of ice cream. I don't like that Baskin Robbins has access to my testosterone test results. Get my birthday pint of ice cream and they're like, ooh, you sure you want to be eating ice cream at a time like this? It's gonna go right to your bosoms, my friend. questions they ask you when you like reset your password online those aren't that personal it's always like what high school did you go to what's your favorite band I tell people that all the time there's no one listening to me <laughs> they need to ask you questions that are even more personal questions you don't even want to answer <laughs> only if you're honest with yourself <laughs> questions that if people knew that about you, they wouldn't even want to steal your identity. <laughs> Insecurity questions. <laughs> questions like, why do you have a hard time with intimacy? Where do you think your trust issues come from? And on what day will you forgive your father? <laughs> By the end of the quiz, you're just crying. <laughs> your password's not strong enough. <laughs> I'm not strong enough. <laughs> That's a great, that is Alex great Peluto. Persona. He's one of Max's what is, what is favorites. His, oh, What's his name Alex, again? Alex Voluto with Voluto. a V, and you He's can great. find that 
set along with every comic we have ever featured on Everyone Needs a Laugh on our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab, look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And if you missed the People's Movie Critics just a few minutes ago, you're going to have that review up there too. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I guess it was about three years ago, I saw a documentary on Linda Ronstadt, who just tragically, because of some physical problems, has lost her voice. She does not sing anymore at all. And um, it's heartbreaking because once you see this documentary, you say to yourself, I knew she was a great singer, but I don't think she was that great. She can sing mariachi songs like um, nobody's business. Uh, She is Mexican in derivation. She can sing opera and did on Broadway. And of course, we all know Linda for songs like this. cover of the Everly Brothers song. She had hit after hit after hit. There is really nobody in female rock quite like Linda Ronstadt. And finally, a movie is going to be made about her life. It's from her memoir, which is called Simple Dreams. And she has signed off on an actress to play her. She said, it's a perfect fit. Who do you think the actress is? Yeah. I mean, the most obvious physical talent that looks like Linda and can sing is Selena Gomez. Yep. That's that's who got the job. 100%. Yep. Now, they'll probably use Linda's voice because it's so distinctive. Who can I sing like that? But Selena Gomez could be could play Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, she can. She's, she's a terrific actress. Uh, you're right. The physical similarities, they're both just as beautiful and cute as can be. And I think that Selena could actually do the vocals herself. I'm going to be surprised she, if she lip syncs. She could, but Selena Gomez will tell you and has said, I'm not the best singer, but I know how to tell a story with a song. So Selena knows her vocal limitations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Selena yeah. Gomez, like Linda Ronstadt, is um, of Mexican-American heritage. Right. So you can yeah. see like the ch- the cheeks, everything, the big brown eyes. Everything, it's just perfect. perfect. Casting. It's in uh, the movie is in pre-production right now. I can't wait to see it. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. It is talk back time. You can call us on the phone at eight four four fifty two S H E R I or you can snatch up the Bob and Sherry app and with it you can listen to the show and text the studio and enter contests and send videos and listen to all of our podcasts, including Talking Lamar, the Oddcast, and True Weird Stuff. And there's a tiny little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Tap it and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hi Bob. I just wanted to call and talk to you about you not eating at other people's houses because of the hot dog water with Jello. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm afraid of what people's houses look like when they do a potluck. I just won't do it. Don't invite me. Don't even think about inviting me. I won't come because I'm just in fear of animals being on the counter. You have children sitting on counters now. You never know. But you had me laughing so hard I almost wrecked my car. 
Thank you. Have a good day, Bob. I love you. I love you too. I think I know you. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I don't even bad, remember what Bob. I was talking about. What what spurred that on? What was I even talking about? Somehow, um, I believe she mentioned using hot dog water in a Jello mold. So that's pretty terrifying. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. She but was listen, disgusted by that. You're not you're not that bad. You eat at other people's houses. I do. do. Yeah, I was confused for a second there. Yeah, I mean, I, we went over to somebody's house the other night. We had dinner. But you don't nice. like a potluck. I think that was I part don't of hate it. a potluck. Yeah. So so no, when somebody's really bringing don't. the food to another location and then you're eating it there, you're not too cool with yeah, that, right? I'm I'm not wild about that. And I I know that makes me sound really I don't know stuck up or bougie <laughs> or whatever, but. <laughs> Because the, the, um, the thing is, if they if they make like I'm just not a guy that's into like a Jello mold with fruit in the in the Jello green fr- no, green Jello, you know I, that that's and then mayonnaise no. on it. I'm just not, I'm just not that guy. I just don't enjoy that. And so I might take a tiny little slice of it just to be nice and add it to whatever else is being served, a piece of ham or whatever. But people will always they spy on what you're eating and how much. Oh, that's all? Oh, you better take a bigger... Sp- no, I don't want <laughs> when, uh When I worked in the very beginning of my life, when I worked in television, um, I took a new job. And about... I'd been there maybe 10 days, maybe, when uh, they had a potluck lunch to celebrate somebody's promotion. So I really didn't know any of these people yet, you know, and it's a potluck lunch. And one of the women who worked there made um haystack spaghetti do you know what haystack spaghetti is i didn't do you know what haystack spaghetti is i've heard of it what is it she she took spaghetti and um formed it like on a cookie sheet into little Mm. mounds and and then covered it with cheese and then put it in the oven and and baked it so that the cheese was kind of yellow so that was the color of hay and then you would shovel like a little haystack of um, spaghetti onto your plate. And so she brought this in for potluck. And it was, you know, she went to a lot of trouble. Like, that was a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of people picked up, you know, some cookies at the grocery store. But she went to a lot of work. And, um, but I passed it by because I didn't know what, it, I didn't know what it was. And, and everybody, there were little signs in front of anything, everything. So this was oh, seven it. layer, yeah. seven layer dip. And here was like some sort of pickled green beans. And, Haystack spaghetti and coconut cake, right? Everything had like a cute little label in front of but, it. But 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 wait a minute. The, the the spaghetti is what else is with the spaghetti? So that it it was mounded together to look like a pile of hay, and then there was like a bunch it? of. I, what was well? Was there sauce did, on it or something? All it just looked like spaghetti sticking out of melted cheese in little piles, and I passed it. I can't tell you what was in it because I bypassed it. And and she came, well, she came and sat next to me and, you know, I'm just like, oh, God, I must, must endure this until quitting time. And she just, because it's awkward. You don't know anybody and it's weird. Like, it's a weird situation to be in. And she came by and she said to me, well, I'm surprised that you didn't have a, a, a spaghetti haystack because Marcia told me that you're Italian. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's why I didn't have a spaghetti haystack, Dawn. 
That's, that's why. That would be uh, oh. in, in, in a nutshell, yes. And that's how I met my bestie, uh, Marsha, and uh, became um, her children's... Uh, like, you and I are so you know, terrible. Extreme. I mean, we really are. We are terrible people. Yeah. You know? we're, we're awful. I mean, but, she's you know, making here's all the, the haystack thing. spaghetti thing. It took her forever. Oh. She did, but, you know, I was like... A picky eater as a big time picky eater as a kid and I'm still a little bit yeah. weird as an adult. And if I don't know what something is, I'm probably gonna yeah. pass on it. That's why I like coconut meatballs cake and was shrimp. good. Yeah. yeah, the coconut mm-hmm. cake was good. And other people seem to enjoy the spaghetti haystacks, you know? Mm-hmm. And We're and that's all and and today, now that I you know, my Kevin would probably love that. If I said to Kevin, oh, Hey yeah. baby, since uh since you know you're just unable to move except for your scooter, how would you like spaghetti haystack for dinner he'd probably light right up you know can i know we have to stop it's very humbling this the whole thing about this the seven what was it seven layer what seven layers i love seven layer salad what's the likelihood that i'm gonna like every level you know bob i know you so well there were three layers in that seven that you might consent to put in your mouth the other four uh uh-uh that's a hard no it's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. Go to BobandSherry.com and tell us about a bill you received that shocked you. We're selecting four winners to pay their bill on their behalf. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. So we uh, we ran out of time for another message, and we're going to play it now. But first, a little tiny bit of context. So two weeks ago, like basically exactly two weeks ago, this dude in Alabama um, became famous after he was found floating naked in an aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop. Here's from the local TV news. Man made quite a splash at the Bass Pro Shop when he swam naked in a giant aquarium. Police say he crashed his car in the parking lot, took off all of his clothes, and went inside the shop in Leeds, Alabama. He jumped into the water yelling, cannonball. After swimming for a few minutes, he jumped out the side of the aquarium, landing on the concrete floor where two police officers waited. He faces several charges, including public lewdness and criminal mischief. That is uh, local news gold, isn't it? It's, oh my God. The look on her face was gleeful. She was so yeah, gleeful. Yeah. So <laughs> right. when that story broke, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be very honest and tell you when that story broke, I'm I'm mm-hmm. on my phone pinching and zooming because I'm like, what? That must be some cold water. What oh, yeah. Going- they got trout oh. in there. Yeah. It's ice cold because my man mm-hmm. there, mm, it was cold. So we yeah. got a message at, um, and you can call us at 844-52-SHERRY or pull our app. It's free out of Google Play or the Apple Store and tap the little microphone at the bottom of the screen. Here we go. Okay. Now, I'm sure that I knew Bob wouldn't know what the tank was for in Bass Pro, but the people's critic, he should know what it's for. It is for testing out lures in the store on real-life fish. They take the hooks off, you cast out and see how they catch on a lure so that you'll buy it. You guys, do your research. You know, I, oh, boy, when I we talked it, what, what, when I talked about that, I I didn't really know the exact uh, I, I just knew it was an aquarium and it's got fish in it. Yeah, it's but got fish in it. I think I think the big headline was naked guy jumps into that. We didn't want right. to talk. Now, if if what you're doing, if that's to test out lures, 
to see if it'll catch something, he was fishing for some very small fish. He was fishing for very small fish. Very small. Now, yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. He was fishing you know? for krill. <laughs> did you yeah. know that that was used for testing lures? I did not no. know that. I thought I did I thought not it know was... that. Oh, well, I'm you better do your I'm... research. You better do your research, then, friend. But see, I, I didn't do the it story was there. But see, you guys, I thought it was there just so that like it would be an attraction and people would. It's cool. Let's exactly. yeah, yeah. Let's bring the kids to look at the fish, and then we'll see the fish. We end up buying some stuff. Yeah, that's because yeah, you know right. people talk yeah. about catching fish all the time, but you can actually see them in the aquarium. You can see crappie. Right. You can see bass. You you can see all kinds of fish. So it's mm-hmm. an aquarium. So had I done a spot on what the aquarium is for, I would have researched. But once I knew there was a naked man jumping in it, that was enough. It was enough. Right. Okay? It was enough. Right. So, you know, well, I apologize. I'll do more research. And I apologize, too. I don't, that poor man, like, you understand that if he lives to be 150, oh, yeah. when he dies, mm-hmm. this story is coming back up. Yep. And those photos are forever. Right. Grandchildren. Oh, well, I don't, I'm not sure about the grandchildren because, I like I said, I pinched and zoomed, and I'm not sure what we got going on there. <laughs> that poor man should have done his research. Like, guys, size isn't everything, but my God, it's right. something. There's a little bit of something to be said for it. That's some cold water. <laughs> there we and go. I didn't, uh, there you I didn't know how cold that water there, there was. There you go. Stop. I, I'm someone stop her. I'm, a, I'm uncomfortable. Her. Take a break. Stop I'm her. uncomfortable. Take a it's break. It's Bob Take and Sherry. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Can You Believe This is sponsored by BritBox. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. Don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. Sh- I cannot believe this. All right. This comes to us out of the University of Illinois. Men really are better with directions than women. Y'all really are better than we are. But it has huh. nothing to do with your biology and nothing to do with your testosterone and nothing to do with your built-in compass. If you know what I mean, it has everything to do with the way that boys are raised versus the way girls are raised. And when you hear this first chunk of it, you're going to go, oh, my God, pretty soon none of us are going to be able to find anything. Because it turned out that as children, little children, boys are way more encouraged to play outside than girls. And that enhances as your brain is developing your navigational abilities playing outside boosts and grows your ability to navigate in the world. So in the olden days, which is not all that long ago, we thought that maybe men were better at navigating like physical, the physical world, because historically, you know, they were out in the world more. They were the hunters versus, you know, the women staying closer to home and being the gatherers. But the problem with that theory was this. If it's true, then those men, their, gen- their genetics would be altered, you know, epigenetics, like their genes mm-hmm. would be altered. And over time, they would pass those traits down to their children, including their female children. Like there's no reason that it would only pass down through the male line. 
And so at the University of Illinois, they were like, there's something wrong with this. This trend for men, for males to have slightly better navigational ability than women um, is not really biological. So let's look at that. And they looked at human beings and they looked at um, crayfish and uh, frogs and pandas and horses and chimpanzees and all of these creatures that are really good at navigating because some animals have an incredible ability to navigate the world. Oh, yeah. And they can find their way back to the place they were born. They can find their way back to where they hid their food for the winter or whatever. So anyway, the more they studied it, and this has been going on for a long time, many, many years, the more they studied it, the more they found that it's not biology. It's the way we're socialized, which brings us to the current moment where seemingly nobody goes outside to play. That's just what I was thinking. Yeah, I wonder if that'll be changing because when you describe boys uh, going out, I'm looking back on my childhood, like eight years old, six, eight, nine years old, and I would you know, know that there was a frozen pond and there would be some guys skating on it. And I had to figure out how to get from my house to that pond on my bike. <clears throat> and I had to figure out the quickest way to get to the school playground. And very, very seldom were there girls. It wasn't that I was against girls or my friends were not, but the girls were just not there. Well, I was thinking I'm pretty good with this kind of stuff. Like I can navigate my way around and I have sort of an instinctive understanding that if, if I'm in a traffic jam and if I do this, this and this, I can route around it. And you can blindfold me, spin me around 10 times and drop me in any retail center in any North American city. And I can immediately find the anthropology store like with no trouble. OK, <laughs> like I've got this. It's crazy. Like it's kind of funny, but I have this mm-hmm. really sort of innate. Um, ability to do that. And I think it's because as a child, all I did was play outside. We didn't have TV. We didn't have radio. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a phone. Yeah. yeah, I would make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and hike up into the hills um, growing up out West. And I wonder if that contributed to it because I have an easier time figuring my way out than I can't read a map. Maps confuse the hell out of me. And even the navigation on my phone if it doesn't tell me the words, I'm lost. Like I can't make any sense of the picture, mm-hmm. but I can kind of feel my, I can kind of find my way by feel. And I wonder if that's because of all those years of being outside. What do you think? I think it was. I definitely yeah. think it was. I have a skill that I don't think I've ever mentioned because I was on the road for 10 <laughs> years in a, in a van with some guys, you know, shooting TV. We pull into a town we've never been to before. And invariably, I could find the best Chinese restaurant in that town. I, I would just, I would know, I could look at it and I'll say, that restaurant right over there, the, uh, the Ho Chi Minh Trail or whatever it is, um, that is, that is a good restaurant. Invariably, it would be. Now, you tell me how, how, I, how I have that. That is, you are the son of a restaurateur. You just yeah, have an, you have an instinct, like a sixth right. sense for how to spot that thing. I mean, I'm telling you folks, like if we're ever lost in the wilderness and you're like, girl, mm-hmm. if I can't get to a Banana Republic store, I'll die. I got you. Climb on my strong back <laughs> and let me take you to the nearest Banana Republic. We'll get That's this really posted up on the, the boys. Yeah. 
Isn't that fascinating? We'll get that posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook because this is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. Being married for years and years is great, isn't it, y'all? I mean, isn't it just great? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at uh, some posts the other day online by people who have been married over 15 years. And two of them kind of jumped out at me. I would like to share with you right now. The first one is from a guy named Dan Reagan. And he says, marriage is driving by gas stations and announcing the prices. And the prices are only announced by guys, you know. And I, I get what Dan's saying. Barry, look at that. Three dollars and sixty-four point nine cents. I paid I paid four cents less over at Sam's. I paid four cents less. And she, offered, she never says anything. Nothing. If you offered my wife a million dollars to tell her how much she paid for gas, she couldn't tell you. She has no, no don't even care. No. Don't even care. No. Oh, my wife is ticked off. Honestly, she's ticked off where she needs to fill up the gas. She said, why do I have to do this? Well, it's a combustion. I really am a dude. I really am a dude because I I Uh, take so much pride in coming home and going, you will not believe what I paid for (laughs) gas today at Costco. Do you really? Well, it's because you've been working with guys. You've been working with guys all your life. Oh, my God. I'm one minute away from cargo shorts and scratching my belly in front of a football game. Ah! Let, let me let me give you the other text from somebody who's been married a long, long time that I liked. <clears throat> this is a guy speaking. If my wife and I did a cooking show together, it would mostly be her telling me that I'm in her way. I, I totally get it. If my wife is in the bathroom doing anything, makeup, hair, taking a shower, I do not go in there. I don't care. I'll go outside before I will go in there when she is in there. And, and when she is chopping up some stuff, I ain't going anywhere near her because I am always annoying her. So thank you, Dan Reagan and uh, the other person. Those are very true. It's Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. Can't believe you were just a few minutes ago describing what your daughters are going through as Zoomers um, with understanding how money works. Because I just read this article in the Los Angeles Times, and it focuses on Zoomers coming back into offices. And listen to this. As companies increasingly recall workers to the office, employees and managers alike are finding that the pandemic made us all a little rusty with in-person contact. Co-workers are too loud at their desks. People are on their phones during meetings. Shaking hands is no longer a given. Small talk at networking events is kind of awkward. So what is the solution? This blew my mind. More than six in 10 companies are now sending their employees to office etiquette classes, according to a survey in uh, last year. It's a shifting environment, says the president of a Maryland-based business training company. We're all coming back together. We want to make sure we have a shared agreement about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in the workplace. The soft skills that are necessary to have a harmonious workplace are not being used. Utilizing those skills is almost like a muscle. If you're not using that muscle, 
it can become weak. So they go through things like fine dining in case you go out with, uh, you know, clients, that sort of thing. Um, just what's acceptable in a kitchen area. If you, uh, if you have a kitchen, don't cook fish for crying out loud. And evidently, uh, even the employees, even 22-year-olds, 21-year-olds are saying, yeah, I think we need this. There's too much loud talking. There's too much uh, office gossip. I'm not prepared for meetings. And um, I think, you know, we all come down on, on big businesses and medium-sized businesses as being controlling. But I think they're doing the right thing here because if, especially with COVID, a lot of folks just are having a hard time saying, how do I not feel awkward? What's, what type of clothing should I be wearing? I've been wearing cargo shorts and flip-flops for the last eight years of my life. And now I'm going into meetings. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. I mean, yeah. think about like think about your first job or your first couple of jobs where it was like that sick feeling of being the new kid at school times a million. And right. you didn't know, you didn't know anybody, you didn't know where you were supposed to go, you didn't know what you were supposed to do. Like it's terrible. And then you're just expected to somehow by Figure osmosis, I guess, know yeah. how to do all of those things that are part of being successful. And you know what I do think? I think that um, there are kids who get taught this and in mm -hmm. pretty elite settings, you mm -hmm. know, pretty elite private prep schools. I think those kids do get a little more of this than the rest of us. I could be wrong. Like, I could be way completely off on that. No, you're not. And I'll feeling. tell you why you're not. I'll tell you why you're not wrong. I don't, it's not like this at every college, I don't think. Um, and not everybody's going to go to college. But uh, I did a tour once of a college called High Point University. It's in North Carolina. And they took me into this one um, building. And as I walked in, my eyes bugged out. They had it set up like a New York Stock Exchange trading floor complete with the running oh. tallies of the stocks that day, complete with thick piled carpeting, complete with very beautiful uh, oak desks. It w I thought I was in New York City. And I talked to the person who was doing the tour, and they said the college just feels, not everybody's going to go into finance, but if you could get used to what it is like to walk into a place like this, you won't be frightened if you ever walk into the real place. And it made perfect sense to me. Um, so what about the cocaine? Uh, did they furnish the cocaine? <laughs> they did not. No, they did not. <laughs> um, a friend was telling me that her, I guess it's her niece, went to a very like elite private prep school near Philadelphia. And what uh -huh. those kids were drilled in their senior year it's all this kind of stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And they had people yeah. because you had, you know, you you would have like, oh, so-and-so's mom is the chief financial officer for blah, blah, blah. And is going to teach right. a little seminar like right. there. And, and, and this is not this is not news. Like we all know that depending on where you are, it's who you know and what kind of opportunities and stuff. But yeah, yeah for, right. the, for, for the rest of us, we need to be taught this. This would be great. 
Yeah, that's exactly yep. right. So there it is. Charm School for people uh, entering the workforce in the office again. It's Bob and Sherry. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. Take it away, Charlie. Well, there are so many changes happening this week. This is kind of the week that everything has been building up to. And for Aries, you're being likened to the people you associate most with. So take a closer look at your connections. Ask yourself if each individual you communicate with is positive or negative in influence. And then start blocking off accordingly. For yes. Taurus, if you are a Taurus and you've recently felt, felt held back in being like your unique self, then this week is very powerful for showcasing the weird and wonderful parts of you. So use your sassiness as a strength and do something positive that actually ends up surprising everyone. Gemini. Geminis uh, are the lucky ones this week. It's, it's a powerful conversation that comes your way that results in a future offer that feels life-changing. So watch out for collaborative <gasps> projects. They are the perfect yes. seg- segue to success. And Excellent. you seem to land on your feet accompanied by Lady Luck. Woohoo! Yay, Lady Luck. Bar- I'm going to borrow money on it today. I'm going to borrow money today. <laughs> I am. For cancers, finding your tribe gets a lot easier. And the interesting thing is that your connections, the new ones, they won't look anything like the old ones. So all friendships experience readjustment. And the result is you feel like you finally fit in. Leo's. You may be extra, extra rebellious this week and say something that upsets a few people who were incorrectly hoping for or banking on you staying quiet. Don't. Just make sure to say it loud for those at the back too. Virgos. Yes. This week begins. This is a very long journey you're embarking on all to do with your body. And you're going to be guided to look at your health habits and your professional habits and make sure that you're not being overworked. You need to be the king or queen of your own schedule and you need to demand a timetable that feels perfect for you oh you got me oh my god you got me it's like you're my sister thank you charlie glad finally someone has seen what i do I like how Charlie, I like how inclusive you are, encouraging Bob to be the king or queen of his ship. And I think that yeah. that was. I'll take either. Yeah, yeah I'll take either. <laughs> All right, Libra. This week for Libra, your changing personality makes you seem unusual to others who are watching you step into this wild thing kind of era. And this can make them feel uncomfortable, but that's okay. Keep on having fun. Because it's your firecracker season and you shall not be tamed. Woo! Scorpios. So Scorpio, this week an arrangement isn't the most ideal or even real solution. So don't be quick to agree to what someone presents you with because it may later prove very, very difficult to get out of. So agreements and promises and contracts and commitments, none are what they appear to be. Sagittarius, this week is about your mental focus. It's your interests that dictate your experience. So when you click that internet browser, look at the quality of what you're feeding your mind. Is it is it good? Is it not so good? Because either way, that nature will become your reality. Okay, Capricorn. and of course, Capricorn. Let me let me so, guess. Capricorn, this week, strangers will bring their filthy laundry to your home and then smack you for not folding it correctly. Also, you will work tirelessly for no reward. 
beware of Chinese food. What, did I did I about cover it? Did I about get it? <laughs> three out of three there. <laughs> well, but Capricorn Pluto is leaving your sign, so it should after years of total restructuring. But as always, the next chapter is going to have its own summons, and this next episode. In the life of a Capricorn is about strengthening priorities and strengthening material security. So hopefully this starts with a nice bonus or commission and not some crazy high outgoings and expenditure. Oh God, please. Yes. And how about Aquarius? Aquarius, you begin a two decade experience of reshaping your whole existence from inside out. And it's not going to be full speed ahead at all. Something in your personal life needs either forgiveness or closure first, or you pretty much won't be progressing anywhere. Hmm. Whoa, a two did you say a two decade rebuilding of your yes, life? Yes. My husband is an Aquarius. A two decade rebuilding of his life. Two decades. Wow. It took him two decades to put his T-shirts away. What are you going to do with this? All right, Pisces. So for Pisces, writing keeps coming up for you. So if you've got a story to tell, consider putting pen to paper and writing your book or your blog or your article or just in your journal about the draw dropping life experience that you've had. And a byproduct of this is going to be spiritual growth and emotional healing. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? It's going to be a heck of a week for Lamar, is what I heard. Yeah. And for yeah. King Bob. So that's, you know, <laughs> some of us, off. at least. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. some of us. Yeah. And, you know, Doc's yeah, a Virgo, good. too. We got a couple of His Majesties in this conversation. Yeah. We'll get this posted up at uh, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com and on our Facebook. And, Charlie, we hope you have a smashing weekend, and we'll talk to you yes. next week. This is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. William! Hey, how you doing? How are you doing, William? Ah, doing good, doing good. You were snowed in for two and a half weeks? Two and a half weeks, yes sir, we sure were. Wow, where? Was, where uh, do you live? Well, I actually live in Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, Savannah, Tennessee. Uh, we were actually in Fort Smith, Canada. On uh, one of my my crazy uncle's uh, <laughs> hunting and fishing expeditions, so uh, we actually get there, and the first first couple of days are fine, beautiful weather. You know, there's still snow on the ground, but then the storm hit, and three days going on the fourth day, we had eight feet of snow. What part? Craziest of- storm I have ever seen in my entire life. What part of Canada was this? Uh. Right. Well, it was British Columbia, but yeah, we were yeah. so far north. I think we were closer to the Arctic Circle. <laughs> so we've never been back. So what were, <laughs> I mean, while you were snowed in, where were you staying? Were you in like a hotel or your no, own house? No, 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 no. We were, we were in a cabin. In now, a cabin. this is a cabin, no running water. This is just strictly used for uh, hunting and fishing and just the outdoor life, you know. So no running water, no insulation. Did you have to heat by well, like, well, building well, we a fire? In- well, the walls are insulated, but okay. uh, but the problem was is that there was so much snow that to get outside, we had to crawl up through a uh, a small little opening and go out through the upstairs window Whoa. to get outside. And then just jump <laughs> jump down to a snowbank. Well, bank. you just walk. You know, you you cleared out a little path. 
you walk down the roof, there's a maybe, you know, a, a foot to 18-inch drop, and you're right on top of the snow. What did you guys do to entertain yourselves? And what did you eat and all of that for well, two and a half weeks? Well, we actually, we did have food, and we actually had a small uh, assault shack. You know, where there's hang, you know, there's there's meat hanging, you know, that's it's already cooked and everything. So uh, uh, what? after we a used salt? all of our beans and resources, yeah. you know, we were actually taking pieces from the inside of the cabin to use for firewood. And and so, there was no way to call to be rescued. No cell phone service at all. The uh, the ranger station was about eight miles away, so we were actually close to that now. My father is ex-Special Forces in the Army. He's an ex-Green Beret. So he is so hardcore, you know, uh, he left out and went and got help and came back with a snowcat and uh, saved the day. So, But but you were there for two and a half weeks till he did two that? And a half, two and a half weeks. Why didn't he go like the second day? I would have said, hey, <laughs> Daddy Green Beret. Yeah, I know, right? Let's see so, what you got. Uh, well, you know, you've got, you just got to know my uncle and my father. They were just... So gun ho that you know this storm's gonna pass. We're gonna be all right. You know we're still gonna do our do our trip and all this. And it was just it was a catastrophe. I could not be. From, from I could not be show. even with kin. I could not be with other men for two and a half weeks <laughs> in a cabin with no TV. It, it was it was something. It was something serious. We will never forget it. I've got some really great pictures of it too. I mean, oh, what I did you, what did you talk about after after about four days? Oh, I no mean, TV, it, it, no radio. You know, Cabin fever, fever really sets in after about five days for me, and uh, I just had to get out. I just had to get out and you know walk around, play in the snow, do something. You know, uh, there was actually so much snow we couldn't even get to our snowmobiles. So the only way out was to walk. You know, put your snowshoes on and, and go to hiking out. But, Did you have uh, any books with you? No books. We had a couple of magazines. No books, just a couple of magazines, and uh, I would have gone crazy. Basically, just listen to my, you know, my dad and my uncle. Just, you know, they're a trip anyway. Listen to old war stories and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something else. I'll never forget it. So uh, when you got out after two and a half weeks, tell us the first things that you did when you got out. I got a double bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And a huge plate of waffle fries with chili and cheese on it. I don't blame you, William. I don't know what I would have won at first, the cheeseburger or the hot shower. I don't know. I was not, I was not concerned about a shower, and I just wanted something in my stomach. But <laughs> that was other than beans, you know? <laughs> so, so y'all were eating beans and then not it. showering for two and a half weeks. I'm telling you, that's, that's the way it was. It was, uh, mm. it was almost, it was almost one, like the TV show, I shouldn't be alive kind of deal. So we weren't, you yeah. know, we weren't that bad off yet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't like this, Bob. You think? You wouldn't like this at all. But I'm telling you, I've never seen a storm that that can produce so much snow. Yeah. So fast. In just fast. that short period of time. Yeah. yeah. It is absolutely amazing. Of course, could let, not me, let me remind you, William, that you were at the Arctic Circle. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it, you know, it is beyond cold. It is beyond you know, cold. We, we live in Tennessee, and, you know, we have... I wouldn't say a hard winter. You know, our coldest days are single digits. Now, up there, you know, it's 25 below. Yeah, and you yeah. chose to go there with your father and uncle. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. So I'm going to tell you a story that is really pretty amazing about a woman who just retired. 
And at the end of the story, I'm going to ask you all a question. All right. So here's the story. A Pennsylvania woman retired from McDonald's last week after working under the Golden Arches for 45 straight years. Dot Sharp, 84 years old, 84 years old, took her last order at a Pennsylvania drive-thru, Gibsonian, I think it is, Gibsonia, Gibsonia, and uh, reflected on her time working for the company, 45 years. I'm really sad about that because it's not so much the food, it's the people, she told a Pittsburgh TV station. The people I work with, they were great. They treated me great for all these years. We have had the best customers in the world here. Sharp's granddaughter, Dottie Sims, who has also worked at a nearby McDonald's for 20 years, was the final customer. She was there with me for my first order. I used to go to work with her when I was little, and she would let me hand out customers' change to them. Since her first day working at McDonald's, Ms. Sharp has seen a number of items come and go, including Happy Meals, McRib, Chicken Nuggets, Salad, McPizza, McFlurry, McCafe coffee and oatmeal. We started the Happy Meal um, at another location, and whenever they came out with the Barbie version and the Hot Wheels version, people would come in and order 50 Happy Meals at one time, she laughed. Sharp's co-workers wished her well in her retirement. She brought a sunny disposition to every shift, they said, and always made the customer her top priority. I'm hoping Dot does well in her well-deserved break in retirement, franchise owner and operator Megan McSweeney said. My question to you very quickly is, did they give her any money? No, I don't Mm, think so. No. I don't think so. But you know what? That's not why Dot was there. Nope. I don't know. If it was money, she wouldn't have been there that long. I guess so. I guess she just... You know what they did for her, Bob? They gave her a free pass so she could eat all she wants for an entire year at McDonald's. If she's and that's what everybody else would like to have. I'd take that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Good luck, Doc. That's good. That's a hard-working woman, I'll tell you. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are one in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.